Welcome to the Before Midnight Podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One Studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being a multi amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Ward, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How are you on this beautiful day? I am phenomenal. A bit scattered by the chaos that has followed me around all week with the uh, Minecraft camp that I've been running. Sorry. Because we don't have tennis courts in this stupid city. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, do y'all want the backstory on this one? Linda's in charge of camp at the school. Got a tennis pro ready to go. I he's, remember, come, yeah. come, he's come a couple years. It's really popular. We get, I don't know, we had like 25 kids last year. Oh, Even yeah. with just kind of a piecemeal kind of camp with COVID and everything. So we get him back. We get all the weeks ready. He can do, you know, this week. And then you all went to go play tennis one day a couple months ago. This is what I'm going to do this summer. I'm going to get Alex out playing tennis. It's good exercise. Keep him kind of in shape. Get him a different sport other than soccer. We go over there. And it was an accident we went over there because we were going over to swim. And we are like, oh, since there will be a big line potentially, we'll go hit tennis balls while, I guess, my wife would kind of sit in line and wait rather than just all just sit there and wait. With a cranky 10-year-old. It was packed beyond belief, and we were like, well, we'll never get in. Let's go ahead and see if we can play some tennis while we're over here. And then the courts were uh, in a bit of disarray. They'd Mm -hmm. been kind of pulled up. So thankful that you told me, because our tennis pro didn't know. I was like, um, and what we do is we, the parents drop off in the mornings for the tennis camp over the tennis courts, and then they walk back to school. It's all of maybe a half a mile. If that, you know, we just, we just walk back and forth with the campers. We don't have transportation. And it was like, well, go to a different tennis court. No, no, that, we, we can't walk from any other tennis court except for that one. And all of them are owned by schools. Yeah, they're all owned by schools. or some other special to get yeah. in them. Yep, we would have had to jump through some hoops. So no tennis camp. And I'm like, oh, no. And then uh, we were supposed to have... Um, computer camp anyway but then our IT person left the school so that left a big void there and so I uh, managed to recruit Brian I don't know if your wife guilted you into it or what but thank you I mean I I thought it would be easier than it ended up being (laughs) (laughs) and it had nothing to do with the actual camp themselves it had to do more with the fact that the machines are older they really can't run some of the modern games which left me kind of limited in what I could use. Uh, there is Roblox on there. We didn't play any Roblox. We probably should have played some Roblox. I, I generally try to focus on Minecraft because we had a Minecraft. Problem was it was 1.12.2 of the Java edition. They're on 1.19 right now. Oh. The 12.2 was released in like 2018. Okay. It was four years old. In and of itself... Not a problem. It turns out you can go and, and download old servers and run those servers for a particular version of the client. Okay. Great. Twenty. I got I got the server downloaded. I have it on one of my machines at the data center. We'll run it from there. That way I can do all the management of it separate. And then the ones the machines at school can't connect. Well, they could connect. They couldn't hold the connection. Right. I imagine it had something to do with how the firewall for the school is set up. 
Okay. Something with, because the way connections work is I'll connect through one port and then we'll negotiate the second port for communication. Okay. My guess is that second port for communication is somehow being blocked okay. by the school, which is why they've never been able to connect to an external server to play Minecraft. I, I, I don't really have time to track that down. Yeah. Uh, once I got there and I could see more of the errors, I'm like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. I'm not really ready to track this down at this point in time. What I did instead was bring my laptop, put the server on it, have it run as the server, which worked. And that was great. We were able to do through a day or so. And basically I came up with ideas for like a build. I came up with an idea for... uh, scavenger hunt for mm-hmm. rare items they had a blast with that oh my gosh <laughs> oh you found it i have never i mean pe class is not as loud anywhere oh, close loud. to the volume that you have in that room holy cow <laughs> i'll bring so you like loud. noise counseling canceling handles. oh no they're they're super loud oh my god they'll, they'll get on teams but they're not like necessarily next to each other oh no they they're like people oh the there's my kid's gonna be sitting in front of a computer all day no <laughs> your kid is jumping up and down and going across the room and and we make them go out and touch grass in the middle of the day yes yes they are required um. to do that <laughs> and get a snack yeah, it, but there's only so many things you can do in the Minecraft world to engage people in, in, in interesting things. One of the elements that Minecraft did to expand beyond their game mm-hmm. is they have what they call mini-games. And there are actual servers out there that have a bunch of these mini-games on them, and people log into them and can play the different mini-games. Okay. And the mini-games are fun. The, 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 probably the most popular one out there was Bed Wars. Bed wars, you'd spawn like on an island. Okay. You'd have a bed, and your job was to defend that bed. You would, in the back, you'd have a way to like uh, collect resources. I think they used silver, gold, and diamonds and emeralds as different things. And you could buy stuff. I figured you'd protect a bed with a pillow and a blanket, you know, pretty sham, but okay. (laughs) You would buy materials. Like I could buy wool, which is one of the things, blocks of wool. And then I could surround my bed with the blocks of wool to protect it. Or I could use the wool to go to a different island and get more valuable resources. Yes, you build a bridge over to the other one. Then you would go and attack other people's bases with the same materials. You'd have to bridge over to someone else's base, and they'd be bridging over to yours, and you would fight. Are you like stealing stuff? No, you would fight. You'd use your swords and you'd try to kill them, and which would you pick up the sheep that the wool came from? Yeah, use bows and I think they have a bunch of different things. You use snowballs, especially when they're coming across. You can hit them and they fall off the bridge and die and have to respawn. Okay. Once you destroy the bid, then if you kill them, they're out of the game. Okay. While the bed exists, they can respawn. Okay. And over time, the beds blow up. Otherwise, you would just play forever. Forever, And then eventually, I think the last thing that happens is the dragon spawns and just starts killing everybody. (laughs) And the last one to survive (laughs) wins. Just to get it over with. Okay. And that's that's just one of the mini games. There's a ton of different mini games. I'm like, okay, we can try to get some of these working on this old server. I spent days trying to get these to work. I could get them to compile. I could get them installed. They would all be buggy and wouldn't run properly. I assume most of the problem is just the age of the version of the server we're running just mm-hmm. doesn't work with these games that was tremendously disappointing 
left also left me scrambling for what the heck am I going to do to fill these days. Yeah. Fortunately, I was able to find a parkour map. For those who aren't familiar, parkour is where you can jump from thing to thing. Well, I know with like people doing it. You yeah. Know, I've seen videos of people jumping building to building and. You know, when well, you watch the roof up ones, ouch. Minecraft has a similar thing. They'll put blocks going up and around, and you have to jump from block to block okay. and work your way Mario around. Mario Brothers. Some, yeah. But some of the jumps are much harder than others, okay. and there's some challenge there, and I kind of let them roll in with that for a couple hours one day, and that was... You know, the other thing's just been kind of some couple build challenges. Mm-hmm. Then the last day will go and kill well, the Mario Dragon. Tomorrow's your last day with him, so... It was... It's just been kind of chaotic... Things. Well, what's funny to Didn't me is a lot of well. those kids normally don't show up until eh, they roll in about 8, 8.30. They're there at like 7.30. Some of them are. That's true. <laughs> There's a couple that, you know, we've got a kid visiting who lives in Seattle. He used to go to school there. And he, uh, yeah, he can't get up apparently. Either that or the mom in the house isn't getting up. I don't know. But they're, they're the latest ones. But everybody else is like yeah, flying in there. they like around 8-ish. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all there pretty early. For... Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. we got to go outside. Oh, no. no. Yeah, no. It's time for lunch. No, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm glad it's not an all-day camp because we were, probably would have a problem. So, you know, I'm glad you're just doing the morning and we got something else further in the afternoon but it's because we never... Yeah, they wouldn't eat. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I could shut the server down. This is how we got well, out. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I have a couple of parents, too, that they're like, send my kids up for tennis camp, and now they're going to be sitting in front of a computer, but the kids are having such a good good time. I haven't, you know, I, they knew ahead of time, so if they didn't want them to do it. Well, I don't think we've had any complaints yet. Mm-mm. No, uh, not at all. Everybody's having some fun at it, then. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, the kids uh, are, I mean... They're having a really good time, all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. And I appreciate you being there, dude. I just sat across the hall today and listened, and I was like, I'm not going in there. It's too loud. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, like I said, I've just been trying to, like, come up with different ways to keep them occupied and keep them from just becoming a, what is the, the book? Um, Lord of the Flies. Okay. Oh, <laughs> In the computer. Well, I mean... In the world. I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's it's always been a challenge to keep them from killing each other. They still do it. I've, I've been trying to limit that as yes. much as possible. But the good thing with the computer games, too, is the kids all want to do it. So their own personal behavior is actually really, you know, is pretty good. Aside from the screaming. Yeah. But, you know... Well, I've, got, I've had some issues with them. Like, a couple of them wanting to just fight. And they've eliminated people. And we've... Of work through some of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was kind of the reason I wanted to have some PvP games where they would actually fight. Mm-hmm. But I never really had. Never, that's one of the reasons I wanted to try to get the mini games. Okay. That way they could get that aggression against each other out of the way. We could have some cooperative type yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, they've been doing great with the teams and the, that scavenger hunt. They definitely had a blast. So. Yeah. We've, we've had some fun with it. It's been good. Yeah. I appreciate you doing it and missing out on your biking time. Um, that's not a problem. It's just the chaos around trying to get all of it to work has been... Like I yeah. said, it took me ten times longer than I thought it would to try to make this work. And and then I'm like, it never works. And then I'm scrambling for <laughs> what to do. It's been chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. They've, then, they've had a great time. Then the 20 hours of work over the week last weekend just trying to migrate servers that failed. <laughs> that had nothing to do with me. No, that had nothing know. to do with you. That was another thing that just popped up at, at a very opportune moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my luck continues to be undefeated. <laughs> Have you started running yet? I ran last night for the first time. It was and? a little uncomfortable when I was done, but I got 30 minutes on the treadmill. 
Okay. I feel a little better now. There you go. So maybe we can start running this week. Maybe get back into training, actual training. Mm-hmm. Now I can. We'll not be making Wisconsin. <laughs> Was that like next week or something? Uh, <laughs> it's, two weeks. Yeah, it's in August. Yeah, no, no Milwaukee. Is it Milwaukee? Yeah, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks or whatever. No. Not yeah, yeah. I keep on getting emails from oh, yeah, USAT saying, "Hey, you coming? You coming? No. Like, uh, yeah, it's always hilarious. We're gonna sell out soon. And then, like two or three weeks before, are you coming? Yeah, because <laughs> you're well. Not I, my last email said we're gonna sell out. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, no. I'm sure they will sell out, and that they'll hit the number a number and be like, "Well, we're sold out." <laughs> yeah, just to claim they're sold out. Just to claim it. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know I, don't know. I have signed up sure. for a race though, my first one this year. But it's just a 12K. I'm not signing up for any triathlons. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I might do try for sight. I'll have to see what the date is. Try for sight will probably end up on my calendar just because I've missed. This is pretty much the time frame. Yeah. I guess try indies in two weeks would be the closest thing I could do. I just I can't imagine going up there and doing like a sprint, which is about the only thing I would be able to race well. <laughs> and drive all the way up there for just a sprint. Sprint. Yeah. That's a little short for me. I guess you could go up there and race just to see where things stand. I just. I mean, that's a I great race. That's running. the one with the canal swim, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't have a lot of running right now. I mean, I've run three miles in the so last month. So you should month. be really, like, fresh. Sure. Well-rested. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I took two. Well, after taking two weeks off from running, I definitely felt it coming back. I'm back two weeks now. And uh, I did my first interval run on Sunday since 2019 that was hard yes the interval runs always fun very hard yes i hit i could hit the the pace at least which was good i haven't run that fast in since 2019 i was supposed to hit like a 741 and i was like oh i'm not on a treadmill i'm going too fast <laughs> and i was supposed to do five minutes and 25 seconds mm, two and a half minutes I'm done. <laughs> two minute recovery you bet i walked every second of that two oh yeah i'm and that's where I'm kind of at is like I don't I don't know if I have the endurance for the race. Yeah. I mean my longest bike ride right now is about two hours. And these races are two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm gonna it's gonna be a slow run. <laughs> I mean that's that's what you run into is it would just you'd be done. Yeah. And the run would be like last year where I kinda of suffered. But this time it'd be probably with a slow bike. <laughs> <laughs> and a fast swim. Well, and the problem with Indy, too, is that road is so bad. That is a bad road. That was the worst. That, and that's the only thing that I really, really disliked about it. That's that. all. That's every urban race I've ever done. Yeah. Always have some bad road sections. The only, the only urban race I've actually had that the roads were good was the Nationals up in Cleveland. Because, like, 90% of those roads were paved. Like, there was about a section that was really bad. There was one section, yeah. That was After bad. that, it was mostly paved, which was yeah, pretty amazing. It wasn't full of <laughs> potholes. That Tri-Indy, that one spot, though, oh, my gosh, water bottles everywhere. <laughs> it was bad. There were big potholes. I'm yeah. sure some people hit them, too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they did. Oh, so uh, I ended up, uh, speaking of tires and bouncing around, I ended up with two flats on a mountain bike ride. Last yeah. week, that was fun. That's and, uh, you got tubes. <laughs> well, now what did they get them for? Did they, they, uh, I got them from thorns. Thorns. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. I went you first, and they were. I was at Kevin of you up top. A lot of thorns. Of and the guys have me go in front so that you know I don't get left behind. Is the reason why they send me in front. I think it's more to catch the spider webs. 
Well, but it's like, yeah, if, you mean, know, if, if you're the first ones running, good luck. Oh yeah. You hold Spider a stick. web city. Yeah. It's bad. So I'm in front. And of course, you know, if Linda can't get up the hill, everybody's walking because I've just jammed up the road. Yeah. Um, like, sorry guys, you know, you put me in front, but that meant that I hit the limbs that were down first. And so I, my front tire went out first and I was riding. I was like, there's something wrong with my bike. I thought the front wheel was going to come off. Luckily I figured out quickly because that could have ended very poorly for me. And uh, one of the guys I was with was a gentleman and changed it because I didn't even have the right size tube. Nice. Oops. <laughs> and they were going along a little, and I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong with the back. I mean, it, that thorn looked like a shark's tooth. So they're huge. The, yeah. the thorns there, what are those mock orange thorns or whatever? Is that what they're from? I don't know. I think what. it's from locust trees. Locust, yeah, it's locust trees. Oh. They're massive thorns. And they are sharp. Yes. So that's three flats in one year. So. Uh, oh, that's... Luckily, we were pretty close to the end, and I uh, brought the bike to uh, Lexington, and they put in, it's like a styrofoam liner inside my tire. Okay. So I still have a tube, and I've got this bright pink styrofoam liner that should save me from thorns, at least, because it's thick, and it did add weight to the tires, and eh, yes. not really worried about that. I thought about upgrading the tires to the ones that are Kevlar that are a little uh, more flexible. And maybe I'll do that next time. You yeah, still get wait. thorns. I get thorns in my all the time. But at Pull least I, I won't be able to change a flat, though, if I get one. Because, I mean, it costs me an extra $20 for for them to put them on. Yeah, I imagine it's pain. Yeah, there's just no way that I'll be able to do it. So. Yeah, no, I yeah we I run the tubeless with the sealant. Mm-hmm. Well, probably my tires only need new sealant. And then when you flat, you just pull it out and... Well, that was going to be an option, except my rims are not tubeless ready. Yeah. And I would have needed new rims, which probably would have cost me maybe $200 less than I paid for the bike. <laughs> that's nah. the problem. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's where you run into. you. That's why mountain biking is so expensive. You yeah. really have to spend a lot of money on your mountain bike to get it set up right. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, okay. Yeah, we'll just stay here for now. I mean, I'll upgrade eventually because I'm loving it in a... One thing, though, there's one hill that I was told, not by you, but somebody else, that I would probably never be able to get up because it's, you're coming down, you've got to get a lot of speed, and it's super steep, and then there's, like, a big root right at the top, and I've never been able to get up and over it. It's when you're going towards the parking area. Um, Once you get up there, you loop back, back down. Which parking area? Uh, The lower one with the basketball courts. Basketball courts loop around. So you're coming out of the woods. It's open right now because they did the power lines. Okay. They did uh, cut down all the trees, and there's a, a ramp there, coming down. Okay. And it's yeah. I mean, you can get actually, you can get pretty good speed, and you come up, and then there's this big tree root that I've just never. I've always get stopped right there. Okay. And I have never made him get up on over it. And uh, one guy was like, well. Yeah, on your bike, yeah, you'll probably never get up and over it. I did it. I did it. Pop the front tire over the top of it? No, what I did was I got enough speed, and I shifted at the right time to the lower speed so that I could get it to the lower gear so that I could. It would be easier if you were clipped in. I keep hearing that, but yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not happening. Every time I slipped out, it's because I've been on flat pedals. Well, I mean, I just, I, I never have gotten enough speed and never shifted the right, I've never really shifted enough. I've always started in too low a gear, so I was spinning too, uh, uh, so I was spinning too fast to get the power 
to get up the steepness. There's only two sections of Capital View. I've three sections of Capital View I've ever had any real problem trying to get up. One is down by the creek. You go up, and there's a big rock that's about about a foot and a half down wide. It's coming out of the creek. It's a back section. You you go down and right back up. There's nothing there, but there's a big rock, and you just because it's just. Smooth. I think that's a section that I don't go on that I've probably, probably. that I've run on and went. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. But there's a big bike. rock there. Yeah, it, actually, it's not a it's not about. really a not like a big rock. It's just it's smooth. just smooth, and you just slip out of it. I've, flat pedals, I can't. I struggle. I've, I made it a handful of times where I haven't slipped if I can get enough weight on the back and kind of keep moving. Uh, but usually, I have to be clipped in to make it up. That there is a section down by the fence. If you go up top to the top section, mm-hmm. and you, there's a big downhill that goes down to like a fence, and it's a sharp right turn yep. that goes straight uphill. Yep. Never on a bike. I've done it on foot. <laughs> I have. That's a tough turn. It's my, you, you really need to be clipped in to make that turn and get up. And if you stop, you kind of, you're going to have to like walk up it. It's a pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's usually down along the river when you go. It's real rooty. Depends. Avenue of Champions is on one end of it, right? Where you, it's a big steep hill, and then it's kind of rooty up at the top. Yeah. And I've spent times where I've slipped out. Yeah. Flat pedals on that. And that's similar to where the spot that 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 section is definitely more challenging than the one that I got. So yeah. it's like that, those are the next sections. It's like okay, I got this one. Let me get it a few more times. You know, and really figure out just how much speed I need. How and when to well, shift. Well, some of them you can't. Some of them you just you need you need to be clipped in to be able to handle the slippage. Yeah. If you're on flat pedals and you slip, it's 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 game over. There's yep. nothing you can do. Yeah. You, you can't. Learning how to break quick. <laughs> then you go uphill, you stop, fall over. Stop well, fall. I get hit by the pedals. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> so if I actually manage to have my hands on the brakes, then. And that's part of it. It's like, okay, I'm trying to shift. I'm trying to be there, ready to break. And that's what, you know, timing is everything. So I'm getting there. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple sections of Capital View that are challenging. Yeah. Most of it's pretty easy though. But so that was my excitement. Oh, and when I went to the bike store and had my bike looked at, I've been looking at um, bike racks, and that's going to segue us into what we we're going to talk about bike racks. Yes. Because transporting a bike, I mean, you've spent all this money on it, and you got to get it from place to place. Because you're not, for whatever reason, not riding out your back door and going yeah. forever like I do. Yeah, you can do that. It's mountain biking is the one I have to travel. Yeah. Which is why I don't mountain bike as much as road bike. <laughs> I mean, I can road bike out my door, but I'm usually biking with a group. So, I mean, if, if I'm riding on my own, yeah, I ride out my door. Not a problem. But I like to go places. I like yeah. to bring my bike places. And go to Lexington or Louisville or wherever. And so. so, ideally, both of us have figured out, actually, the ideal way to transport a bike is inside your van. Yeah, if you have a van, it's great. You can just lay it on the side and, and go. <laughs> don't lay it on the derailleur side. No. Now I have a question about that though because with disc brakes on my new bike, I still I'm gonna have to lay it on the disc brakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not gonna lay on the disc brakes. It doesn't. The disc brakes don't stick out. Well, I guess the with, rotor is what you could potentially lay it on. Yes. You can always buy a new rotor if you damage those. Because when I when I I'm the only one in the van, so my seats are down that second row, and so when I roll the bike in, I lean it. And the, where the pin is that goes through fits very nicely in like where mm-hmm. the elbow rest is. But it's like, oh, that's leaning on that rotor. 
Yeah, you probably don't want to necessarily read it on the rotor. Okay. Because the rotors can bend. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. I didn't want to do that. I mean, you can always buy a new rotor, but they're still like 40 bucks. Okay. Cheaper than a high-end derailleur. Well, I don't want to get somewhere and my rotor <laughs> no, be bent. You know, yeah, that, that's just not kind something of I carry around with me. So. No. No. But you've got, what do you, you have a mount in your van for the... Yeah, I used to have, you can you could buy the old uh, bike mounts, just a, a, and then you could screw it into something. And then mm-hmm. you, you, I just screwed it into like a, a board to give it left and right stability, mm-hmm. and then just fit it in there and screwed it in with the... Uh, That's actually what I need to do, probably. That was the easiest thing I did in the van that way i could keep them that way when i traveled i could keep the bike vertical allowing us to put more stuff in the vehicle yeah you lay it on its side you can't put as much stuff in the vehicle as easily well and it also kind of moves around then it can move around when it's laying on its side and that just always yeah, yeah you can you can buy those yeah front end bike mounts and then you just like i said i just got a piece of wood that is you, you can't get them real narrow I've got a mistake. One's too narrow and tips over. If you get probably about two or three feet wide board, mm-hmm. put it in there. That gives you enough so that when you go around a corner, your bike doesn't fall over. Tip so over. your bike's actually, you take off the front wheel and it's actually mounted to Yeah, then it just screws in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty straightforward. That's the like idea because nobody it. can steal your bike when it's in the van. Correct. That's a big problem. Well, Hopefully not a big problem, but it's always a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're going somewhere and you want to stop and eat. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the safety of your bike. Yep. You know, so inside is a great way, but you have to have a van or something large like that. I remember when I had the Honda Element, it had a huge back area that I could do that mm-hmm. with the bike because we took the, especially you take the seats out. Okay. Uh, you'd have a ton of room. And it, even without seats, it had a ton of room in the back. But you'd need a vehicle of some magnitude right. to be able to stick it in there. It's got to be tall enough to sit the bike. My mountain bike, I have to maneuver around because it's not quite tall enough. Right. So. You know, that's the ideal. After that, you get into bike racks. And bike racks, we've determined are, there's four types of bike racks. And we'll go from the most common to the least common where the most common is you see are the hanging bike racks uh, where the bikes are attached to the back in some form or mother and they, they hang. You, you basically mm-hmm. put them across the top tube and let, them, let the, the wheels hang down below. Right. You can get these bike racks at Walmart for, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks. I don't know how much they cost now. <laughs> for not very much. Yeah. And they are about what you pay for, which is not very good. I wouldn't recommend those for anybody. Then you go to the better bike rack companies like the Saris and the Yakanama or whatever the name is. and mm-hmm. you know, I forgot the names of all the different bike rack companies. They make the hanging ones as well that use the straps mm-hmm. to connect to your car. Right. But these have like real thick straps, not chintzy straps, not chintzy yes. little hooks to hook to your thing. Yes. They actually have real hooks. And the rack, the racks themselves are solid. They don't move around a lot on the car. Yep. Because I, re- I have the same one that you used to have, yeah. and that's what I have right now. And that thing is solid on the car. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't move. It Your doesn't bike move. doesn't move on them. The only problem I have with it is because it's hanging, the front wheel is just like turning all the time oh, yeah, and banging around. Ride, yeah. So I get a bungee cord and put it through. I used to use one of the straps. 
the, the leftover strap space okay. and just kind of strap it together to keep it from going too much. Okay. One thing I have learned, especially recently, because I just keep it on the car all the time right now, is uh, after it rains, make sure you check those straps again because they loosen up. Yeah. Just they, they kind of swell with water just a little bit and just enough. And it's like, okay, need to tighten those but up, my, so check them. My first track bike rack was a cheap one, and I drove to Mississippi for a training class, and it was on the back. And they're cheap, so they're not in place. They're just kind of like the rubber... They put a rubber around the tube, and your okay. bike sits in kind of like the molded rubber. Oh, dear. Well, the, the, the tube slid in towards the car a little bit, which meant it didn't fall off. It didn't hurt okay. the bike, but it, it would sway, and the pedal, tink, 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 had a little bit of worn-out spot of paint on my car <laughs> where it, it pedaled <laughs> kept hitting the, the car. Oops. From the trip. That was good fun. Yeah, that's when I learned my lesson. Don't buy cheap bike racks. Yeah. Uh, the other problem, though, with mine just is my mountain bike goes on it fine, but I tried to put my friend's mountain bike on it that's not a hardtail. What's the other? Full suspension. Full suspension. And it wouldn't go on because the, the full suspension The rear suspension got was in the way. The way. Yeah. yeah. So that was a pain. I had to take the bike rack off, take his bike apart, put it in the car, put the bike rack back on, put my bike on. That was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the hanging bike racks are what you have to get if you have usually some type of uh, sedan or compact car mm-hmm. that doesn't really have a hitch mm-hmm. attachment possible. Or yeah, but nowadays you can get hitches for just about any cars. Right. Then you can move to the more hitch mount ones. Now, what's the other option, though, You that you were reminded me of today? Was it called the seersucker? Seasucker? Yeah, that that falls into the random rare one. Well, but, I mean, that's an option if yeah. you've got... Yeah, the I remember watching that on the Tour de France. There was a seasucker one that is basically a suction cup mm-hmm. that attaches to your car somewhere. And you mount your front wheel like we do inside the car you basically mm-hmm. you, you uh, do the quick release or the through axle attach it to that and then there's like the back for the back wheel they just have a another suction cup and then a little strap just to hold it so it doesn't bounce all over the place and off you go it's crazy watching the videos look them up it's a, it's an expensive option if i had just a car that's probably what i would use rather than the ones that have the gazillion straps I, mm-hmm. I just don't after having used something other than those i really don't want to go back to that method ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would go that sea sucker route and then i guess your other option for compact cars and stuff would be the roof mount yeah and you could put that on pretty much any car and i just say no to roof mount ones number one it's hard as heck to get the bikes up there yeah if it's i would never want to be lifting my mountain bike on top of my car and number two you have to be aware at all times that the bike is there yeah. um, there's been horror stories of people pulling into their garage oh, with yeah. them Gosh. i imagine that if you're going to mcdonald's or something some of those overhangs are pretty low mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> any type of parking garage nope uh, you just, you have to remember, oh my gosh, my bike is up top Yeah. <laughs> when you're doing those. Yeah. 
it's and and that's hard to remember you don't see it it's you know out of sight out of, out of mind, mind exactly. you know and it just all it takes is one brain fart and oh, you'll luck. never forget again but that can be very very expensive yeah your bikes will not be happy yeah because the now, car if you're doesn't somebody, get the bikes. i mean i can see getting used to if you're somebody that like has a canoe rack or something on the top and you can see the kayak and so you're used to having something on your yeah roof. but canoes don't sit that high i know but you're still aware that something's yeah. up there you know, I get, um, that would help. I don't know. I'd have to have a flag or something down in front of my windshield to remind me that it was up there. Because, yeah, I'd be I'd be that person that would remove the bike um, unintentionally. <laughs> but usually, the best way to go is to is to get a hitch for your car. Nowadays, just about every car has like a hitch mount mechanism. Mm-hmm. Usually, especially for your compacts and the in the small cars, they're not really. A traditional hitch they usually just try to they have used some mechanism that hooks into your frame so they're not really meant to pull no much of anything no i have ordered one for my 2008 scion and it's going to cost me 123 dollars. not a big deal it's an inch and a quarter yeah. uh receiver so it's a small receiver because my little scion's not designed to pull no, yeah, anything yeah you would destroy the car you just but it um i mean the the frame has got the mount's ready to just, it like hooks in there and bolts in. Yeah, they've learned how to hook so. into about just about any frame system now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. But you have, so you have, it, you can get the uh, hitch, and then there's a bunch of different options there. You can get the hanging ones from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you, if you really like the hanging bike style, <laughs> you can go with those. Yeah. They're the, usually the cheaper hitch mount ones. Um, and they usually will also easily lean over, yeah. which is kind of nice because if you want to get into like your trunk or your your pop up or thing like yeah. that, you can you can lean it down, open up your your back hatch, and and get into your trunk or whatever mm-hmm. is back there. That can be nice. Um, the other type, and probably the most common type, and the best type, if if you're going to be mountain biking, if you're going to be uh, if you have nice road bikes, the best style are the platform ones mm-hmm. where you basically take your bike, put them into cups, and the cups can be moved so that it fits different size bikes. Mm-hmm. And then you basically bring it down and strap the the wheels. They're basically drop things. They drop down on top of the wheels and Yeah, it's like a it. lever that comes up with a hook that mm-hmm. goes over the front tire. Now, front and back. Oh, on the back too. Mm-hmm. Go with front and back usually. Not all of them. Some of not them. Not all of them. The cheaper say. ones only have it in the front, in the back. I just ordered just... one, and it's just on the front. Most of the people I know that just they just have it in the front. Yours has it on both. Mine has it in the front and back. And because it's okay. the same. It's two articulating arms that go back and forth. They just have a hook on both sides. So okay. it's two bikes. Oh. You do front and back wheel. Oh, I didn't realize that. Either. Yeah, mine has two hooks, and they just you just. Oh, and it hooks down. on both bikes. And okay, so, so when you only have one bike, you just have a hook that's just kind of there. There's two hooks. Yeah, there's the inside hooks and the outside hooks. Okay. And okay. they're both, so the, the arms go up and there's a hook on both inside and outside, and you just push them down, okay. and they just hold the tire in. I don't have to use the straps. Okay. Uh, I, I, like, the only time I use the straps is when I'm going on, like, in a distance trip. Generally, if I'm just riding around town or something, I just, psh, done. Out the door I go. I think you're the only one I know that has them on both front and back. Choose the Saris racks have that. Okay. Um, and then the other problem, only problem I know of with them is if you have a front fender on your mountain bike. 
For front fender, yeah, you're done. Yeah, they don't work for front They fenders. don't work for front fenders. So, I, don't, I know very few people that have a front fender, but I do know people that I'm like, oh, that wouldn't work. No, not usually if you did a fender, you'd have them on the back. I've seen people that have them on I the I guess fender. you'd have them on the front. It just depends how much you should I'm be riding in the mud anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how much mud you're going through. <laughs> you really, whether you need the that. The back one's the is usually the bigger one because that's the one that sprays up on your back. The The front one is not as necessary because the frame usually catches most of it. Yeah. Uh, the back one's the one that sprays up onto your back. Uh, yeah, and so they have platform ones for two, four. Uh, I've seen them for like six and eight. You can get huge ones if you huge really want. Ones. Now they make <sighs> adapters. So like if you buy a two bike one and you know your kid wants to bike, you can put an adapter in so that you can have the three. one. And these, again, range in price of functionality. You can get one that's just a platform that just sits there and is immobile. As you spend more money, they will articulate out. Mm-hmm. Now, the bigger ones, they articulate some. But like the smaller ones, it's easy to articulate them back. Right. And then the bikes basically lean over, allowing you to get into Look your back your of your hatch, your your hatch yeah. and stuff. Uh, the, that's really nice. Uh, the more money you spend, you can get locks, built-in locks. I've like seen mine has one now that lock, rotates sweet. out of the way, by the way. Oh. So it's like a four-bike one, and instead of tilting, back I think it will tilt as well, but you can get an adapter for it to make it to swing. To like rotate out. Like out a, of here. Like a tailgate type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That's um, also a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> they can have uh, locks. Like mm-hmm. mine has a lock. I mean, mine was the high-end Saris at the time. I'm, I'm sure that was five, six, seven years ago. I'm sure they're better now. Mm-hmm. Just has the the base, the platform, had a lock that ran through it on both sides. And you just pull mm-hmm. it out, plug it into plug the it middle in. on both sides. You basically, all you do is run it through your frame, back your frame. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, my bike isn't going anywhere. Good luck stealing my bike. I mean, you need to have a pretty bolt good cutters. size bolt cutter. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's going to keep. Because most of the time, when you know, if you had a bike on the back, the only person, the only, the only time it's going to get stolen. 95% of the time is going to be an opportunity. Right. No one's here. There's a bike. Let me grab it and go. Yeah. If it's if, if it's attached, they're not going to have a bolt. You know, at that point, you're getting hit by a professional thief, and it, they, they would have probably broken into your car and stolen that bike anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be gone at, at that, that point. point. <laughs> yeah, you're getting hit by a professional thief yeah. who knows what they're looking and, and, and going after your bike specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different options out there, and it all depends on how much you want to spend on a bike rack. Myself, after having had six or seven bike racks through my time, and being a bike shop owner, and mm-hmm. we had some different ones we played with and transported bikes around with. The more you spend, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the features are are well worth it, especially if you want to travel with a bike at all. You know, like I said, I have the the high end Saris one, and it's it's really nice. Um, it fits all of my bikes, even my plus size mountain bike. That is one thing to consider with the platform ones. If mm-hmm. you have like a fat tire bike, it's probably not going to fit in them because yeah. they're cups, and the cups are only a certain width. Right. And like the in some of those ones, like the plus size tire, like I have a three inch tire, may or may not fit into some of those. That would be tight. Oh, yeah. If you've got like a beach cruiser or something, you're going to have to get a a hanging rack. It's a potential one, yeah. Yeah. And then the hanging racks, the other thing I think with the hanging rack ones, I forgot about this when we were talking about it. If you have a step-through frame, they sell adapters. (gasps) 
oh. that go from. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, old time girls' bikes. Old girls', girls, yes. girls bikes. They have a step through frame. They have a basically a pole that goes between your seat post and the stem. And you attach it. And you attach it to that, and then you hang it from that. And wow, I hope that holds really well. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's just it's just it's like a steel bar. Okay. Bar that yeah. attaches to yeah, because you wouldn't be because you wouldn't be able to hang it. <laughs> you would not be able to. Well, hang you it. could oh. hang them, but you end up with that weird thing where the back tires like hanging up above yeah, the car and it's like yeah in, in a 90 you know <laughs> i made some mistakes a long long time ago when i first started biking not even seriously and i had the girls had bikes and i got a three bike rack for uh, we had an expedition at the time i couldn't put it on the car myself it was too heavy for me and so recently i've just shopped four bike racks and bike just racks, kind of, the, the nice ones are heavy the one the hitch mount ones are heavy yeah, and that was one of my big considerations because it's like, I want to be able to take this off myself. I mean, I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. And uh, I found one that was, is actually aluminum, and it's a great brand. And the price tag on it, I was like, are you sure that's right? Because normally that particular brand runs like five to $800, and it was 300 yeah. something. So it was an older model. It does not have the lock, which I did want. I wanted the integrated lock, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with um, going ahead and buying a cable. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just as easy for me to get a cable and keep it in the car and wrap it around and wrap it through, you know, through the ma- uh, the bike rack itself and my bike will be safe. But I'll be able to lift this one. I'll be able to mount it myself. My little bitty car is not going to have, you know, the 5,000 pounds on the back of it. So. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, because mine, mine doesn't attach to the ball hitch. Mine, they may have some that attach to the ball hitch. Mine actually goes into the where the ball hitch. You take the ball hitch out. And yeah, most of them I think do, do go that. right into the receiver because yeah, I've got a lot of you experience with you know horse trailers and boats. Well, they yeah. all have the ball hitch. And the receiver ones, you have to know your sizes. Yes. Because most of your receiver hitches are two inch and the the right. one inch or whatever. It's inch and a quarter. Inch and a quarter. You have to get like a. There's like a adapter thing, and those right. don't work very well. Yeah, um, and that's what I was looking at with this particular one because the a lot of the smaller it's a smaller bike rack, so it's an inch and a quarter. Well, yeah. that's going to be the hitch size, so it's working You're out better. perfectly for me. Yeah. I managed to, but those are all things that you got to look at. You know, they had a they had the adapter there with it, and I was like, I don't need that. Yeah, because the adapters can, just, can get kind of loose. Adapter yeah, one of those. Well. One of the things that um, this particular company has done, they've now got some kind of ball system inside, even though it's going in the receiver directly, but they've got some kind of adjustment so that you can tighten it. Tighten it, so. But they all move in there some. The other thing, too, is if you, just for theft, what I got used to with having horse trailers, and we'd have the ball that goes in the receiver that had three balls on it, and those things are heavy and they're worth a lot of money. People would just steal them. I mean, they'd like, dang it all. Or they steal the horse trailer. You know, if you had a nice horse trailer, they'd, you know, go up in the middle of the night, you're at a show, and steal your trailer. So I've always had locks on my receiver. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's I forgot about that. Yeah. The, yeah. the one I have comes with a lock. Yeah. So the pin that you're putting through to attach it has a lock on it. Yeah. Mine screws. Because, yeah, you screw in, and then on the other side is a lock. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine, mine comes with the lock. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, some of them, a lot of the bike racks seem to, because, I mean, if you're sinking $800 in a bike rack... Yeah, you start getting the expensive yeah. ones, they all, they all come with it. It's the cheaper 
hitch mount ones that don't necessarily yeah. come. So the one that I've ordered does not have one, just because it, in. And you, you but know, you can buy a lock and I've got replace one. I'm like, it. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I've got one. Yeah, you just you just run <laughs> so. your you just run a lock through and, and lock it instead yeah. of using their pin. Yeah, but that's a good point. But yeah, it's something to keep in mind with with the hitch mounts. If you don't lock it, someone could just pull the hitch out yep. <laughs> and off they go off with the they whole go. thing <laughs> like oh it's all gone even if your bike's locked to it they'll take care of that later you know yeah i mean i don't know i wonder how much that has happened probably Someone not much it. and it would be a pain to do yeah it would be very awkward it would take it's a very couple heavy people, yeah you need you some know, people because yeah. the bike weights and yeah. all that stuff would be would make but that criminals i mean they're fast i mean you know. the bigger problem i would think is not with the bikes on it you take the bikes off let's say you go somewhere you're staying in a hotel, you take, like me, I take my bikes up into the hotel yeah. room. Oh, yeah. I don't care if I'm locked on or not. They go with me up into my hotel room where it's safer, but now the mount or the rack is on the back. Or let's say I'm at, I'm at home. I'm going downtown for whatever reason. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the bike rack's on the back. I'm not going to take it off every time I'm done using it. Yeah. During bike season, I might just leave it on the back for weeks at a time. Yeah. You go into town, and if it's there and it's not locked, people might roll through and steal it. Yeah. You know, that, that's the more likely scenario of, of someone taking it rather yeah. than taking it with your bikes on them. Yeah. Keeping everything safe. It's, oh, yeah. it's all an investment, and in that, uh, you know, the, everything you can do to take investment. care of it. <laughs> it's an investment. It's an investment. Biking's an investment. It is. It's a lot of money. And, it's, you know, you want to enjoy it, and you don't want your day ruined because yeah. somebody flipping took your bike rack. It's an expensive hobby. Yeah, it is. So, but you know, like you said, you've had your rack five, six years. You know, I probably racks you can maintain, you can keep for a long time because usually most of the bigger companies will have replacements. I had to, someone, one of the cups got destroyed and I had to buy a new cup Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, you can get get new straps, you can get new parts for almost all of them now. So, yeah. All righty. Well, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us five stars. Right? No. Yes. Did I do it wrong? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something that I missed. No, hey, you're on, you're on, Chuck. I'm not going to. Hey, I did it right. <laughs> Hit the like button if you're watching us on YouTube, right? If you've enjoyed the video. If you've enjoyed the video. Yeah, if you and, haven't enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. Now, they used to have a dislike button. Oh, I'm so glad they They really don't, don't have that anymore. anymore. It's Or they used to keep count of it, but you can. Now I think the dislike would just. You, just you, get, you get notified to know for yourself but it's no longer like published because <laughs> people good. would come in and just yeah. i really don't like this person you know, yeah you yeah, get, no, you get some mean. of that stuff going on but yeah no, if you enjoyed it hit the like button yeah. hit subscribe if you want to see more of our content hit the publishing. bell hit the bell to be notified yeah there you go and if you're looking you for a coach it. check us out at go3sport.com and we'll talk to you next week